Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. I'm Matt. Jimmy. Two average guys. We're uh, here to talk to you about what happened last night with our Huskers 42-38 win over Illinois. Um, that was one of those, uh, another one with kind of a roller coaster. Um, yeah. All of it unexpected, I would say. Um, yeah. yeah. Somebody did ask me before the game. They said, what do you think? It was personal. He said, what the heck, man? What do we got going tonight? We got this? And... I said you never know, but yeah, I yeah. I sure hope so. That's true. Um, yeah, and I had and my wife say, you know, it's who do we play, what time is the game, and should we win? I'm like, should we win? Yes. I'm like, will we win? Yes. I'm like, how the game's gonna go? That's another question. At the same time, we haven't run, you know, we haven't won a road game under Frost yet. We haven't That's won a road true. game in two years. Uh, yeah, almost. it's been it's been uh, almost two full years now. Twenty three um, months. Uh, so that, that's a long time to wait to win a road game, and especially considering, you know, last year we started to do better in the second half of the season. Um, but even getting wins, we struggled to beat Illinois last year. We, we went to that game. Uh, yes and no. We still put up 54, held in the 35. So it was, uh, it was a heck of a first half that game was. Yeah. Um, but they also had A.J. Bush, who ended up having a really good game for him. Um, obviously coming back to play. And if I remember correct, wasn't, didn't Corbin get hurt in that game? He might have. He either got hurt in and, the game or he got hurt before that game. And, and he's good. I mean, I'm not taking anything away from some of those guys. Um, Corbin's pretty good. Their quarterback's not bad. That, um, mm, I mean, he's not great. Eh, he's like but, 9 of 21. Well, yeah. He's not very good. <laughs> um, but he's he's one of those quarterbacks where if you put him in an uncomfortable position, he's he's not going to do that great. But you also got to look at they had like three or four drop passes in crucial crucial situations in the game where that could have changed momentum for them in the game and instead drop pass ends up being fourth down and now they gotta punt it instead of being across midfield after getting the first down on a like a thirteen yard pass. They did that a couple times. Well and you know, looking ahead to this next week, um, you know, we can't give up a long play. Long touchdown mm-hmm. right off the bat to start the game. We we broke assignment. Um it was real bad. We had and I don't like to, you know, technically point out players very often. We don't do it often, but on that play, you'll see Mo Berry in the middle. The run was going one way. He went the opposite way, and that's, I mean, that's where we need to read those plays a little better and recognize where that play is going, and, and we didn't do a good job on it. Obviously, 66 yards on the first carry of the game. I love Mo Berry. I, I've loved him for the last few years. I think he's probably, you know, he's a leader. He's one of the best players. He only got his best game last night. No. Uh, Honus looked good. Honus and uh, Doman. truly good. So, so let's start with the first half. We go down. They score. They score again. And we're struggling to move the ball. Um, you know, it's it was kind of one of those things where it's like, oh, here we go again. Um, we got we got here another, we go again. another here game. Martinez holds it and goes to run and runs to the outside for a loss of two. Yep. Maybe back to the line of scrimmage. Uh, you know, obviously by the time the fourth quarter hit. That was different. He was mm-hmm. running with purpose. I don't know what it is. I don't know if he's scared. Uh, at the first game, I thought that we might be holding him back. I don't think that is the case. I don't know what the story is. But I, I think, you know, we talked about with Brandon Kinney was when he was here, that it's, it is a mental game. Yeah. Um, you know, is he afraid to get hit? Is he afraid to pull the ball? I don't know. I kind of want to be done speculating, just because we don't know. Right. We don't know. Um, 
One thing I think is kind of crazy is people are calling for bedroll. I come in, and you, you're not going to get the same game from bedroll, and you're going to get a different game plan. You're not going to get the, the same run, uh, running opportunities, although Martinez didn't have a great first half. The second half, he had over 100 yards rushing in that right. game. Right, and if you look at his overall stats, I mean, they look great. Um, uh, he's like the English. leading passer in the Big Ten. <laughs> yeah. He was like the leading rusher for quarterbacks in the Big Ten. Like, he's, he's leading a lot of stats Pretty in the wild. Big Ten, and – we just haven't – I think one thing that stinks, too, is we're not seeing the Martinez we saw last year. And that's what a lot of people are comparing him to. He's, he's still only a true sophomore. He's right. like 19 years old. And, uh, <laughs> and you know what? That offensive line is super young. Mm-hmm. And those guys dinged up, and snaps were back to the way they were the first game or two. They were up uh, most of the game. They were <laughs> right off the bat. But that, that last touchdown we scored – actually a high snap to his right, and he jumped up and snagged it to the right before handing it off. I mean, those kind of things, those will kill you in a game, but he actually handled the bad snaps really well, better than he did in our first game, uh, first couple games. And I think you got to look at a lot of the positives from last night, and there were a lot of positives right. out of that game. It was a very rough first half. It's easy to look at negatives. Illinois, Illinois, Illinois defense, they have one of the defensive linemen is leading sacker right now uh, in NCAA. So, I mean, you got a tough. You still have a tough defensive line. These are still D1 athletes, and Illinois, although not great, they are improved from last year, and I think we saw that. I mean, they they had fight, and they hit the crap out of us. Oh yeah, I mean, they were playing the boom. Sometimes I not mean, legally. Um, <laughs> yeah, had conversations about that, but um, no, they uh, and if Martinez throws another ball up for JD to get freaking laid out. And that guy is an incredible um, He gets up off the turf every time, pops right up. I mean, obviously not every time because he did get a little bit dinged up. But yep. we're all watching the game, and he's taking hit after hit. And I'm like, good Lord, man. you got to get him in a different spot so he's not getting blown up. He's a tough little guy. <laughs> yeah. And Michael mentioned, you know, he, think, he thinks the last time we had more design web runs in the second half. I, I, I agree with that. And we did have more design runs for him in the second half. But it looked like design runs where he was – comfortable, right? He, he had good holes where he ran, yeah. too, and I think for the most part, those worked really well. Um, as I mentioned, you know, he's pressing a little bit this year. He's thinking too much, and that's, I, totally I think agree. that's exactly what it is. There's totally a lot agree. of preseason hype for, you know, Martinez, highs, and this and that, and we, we of course, hyped him up, too. We know what we got last year. Um, so a lot of national, you know, talk about him, and I don't know if you watched Carriker's uh, gut reaction to the game, but I watched it, yep. and something that I took away that I really thought was good is he talks about that preseason hype, and it was, you know, the fans had all these expectations, yep. and, you know, we really do kind of need to pump the brakes. Well, he, he had expectations, too. I mean, oh, he, yeah, he said it just like yep. we did, you know? Yep. And we talked about it before. I mean, this Adrian Martinez, a 19-year-old kid, he's hearing this stuff as much as you say, yeah. oh, he's probably not, you know, Crosses in his ear, saying, "Oh, he's hearing oh, it on do yeah. you, you're, you're like a god." Yeah, and they're talking about you on <laughs> TV. Yeah, and everybody at school knows who you are, and they love you. Everyone in the country knows you. Yeah, um, um, so it's tough. Yeah. I, I agree, and I think you know if he's thinking too much. Hopefully, last night kind of helped free him, free his mind a little bit because in the second half, I mean, he balled out. And he that did ball out. That we he's a baller. He had a couple really long, you know really long runs, but he had a couple first down runs where it's like, man, he's taking off. He 13-yard run, I think, on like it was a third and seven yeah. or something, third yeah. and eight. Had a nice long run, but um, we looked like the Nebraska that we wanted to see in the second half. We had another really short offensive drive, too, that we scored on, 
where we kept the momentum going and we kept the tempo up. High tempo football, we, we saw that again yesterday. It wasn't at the last play of the half, but we saw it again. But oh, yeah. the showstopper, the guy that stole the show, it's got to be Wondell Robinson. I mean, yeah, I mean the kid we, sets up. <laughs> it was kind of funny, right before halftime, or at halftime, mm-hmm. uh, Brandon Kenny texted us and said, Wondell, Wondell, Wondell. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, we need to we need to use it more. And I, I was like, we need to get that offense rolling. Brandon, you got any eligibility? Yeah, and okay. Well, what I think helped too is you had Mo Washington out of the game, um, and then you had Mills get dinged up a little right. bit too. And, and so then they said, "Hey, you, we're we're gonna need you." And he's like, "I'm ready." You listen to him in the in the post game on the I, Ten Network. I did. Um, the one thing I love about him is not only is he not afraid of the spotlight. He loves it. Oh, the kid he was just, he, could, he couldn't hold a smile. Yeah, like, he was excited. Right. Um, that's how the kid we got to hope that, you know, just goes out and plays and, and just well, plays his game. And The game, like, the performance that he had last night or put, giving him an opportunity or whether it was giving him that opportunity or just having to put yeah. him in that position, um, really I feel like gave him a lot of confidence. Um, yeah. He looked good. I mean, he was a running back. And we don't have him necessarily he was a, playing running back. He was a running back. He was a receiver. He was – he did – he did what he needed well, to do. He was a he was a running back in high school. Yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah. we make, basically have had him do in jet sweeps Absolutely. and quick outs and whatever we've been doing with him. And he's get, it up. Get, getting him in the backfield. He looked really comfortable, really good. He makes good cuts. Um, one thing I was a little worried about the first couple hits that he took when running the ball was the fact that he took really hard hits. So he's not a big he's a, guy. He's a little guy. He he's strong. He's, he's got a lot of strength to him, but his size, he's at a disadvantage going up against a corner uh, where a corner is just going to stick him. And it happened a couple times. like, man, like he's just going to get beat up. Um, but after he got used to kind of carrying the ball, you saw him lowering his shoulder and knocking guys back. And that's what wow. his, his mindset changed and shifted to, I'm not going to be the one getting hit. I'm going to rail you now rather than you coming and hitting me. Like, it, this ain't happening anymore. And well, he, he said after the game, he goes, they asked him about getting dinged up. He's like, hey, you know, he goes, I have some bruises, but, you know, just I'll, 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 get, I'll get back at it right. on Monday. Like, he just, it's, one of, it's a mindset thing for him, and um, I think that is that should be promising for Nebraska, seeing him as a freshman going out and doing what he's doing, oh, yeah. along with some of the guys that are probably going to redshirt this year but see a lot of playing time next year. Uh, that excitement should be good to go, along with the 2020 class that's going to be coming in. So um, For sure. And with his elusiveness, Getting through that first line of defense, mm-hmm. getting—I mean, I feel comfortable with him being able to shake linebackers and yeah. not have to deal with those big hits. He just—he's just quick. He's got those cuts, and then Ross mentioned here too that we looked like the offensive last year in that second half. After uh, not counting totally, totally totally that first drive, went three I mean, out again, which. I he can't was, get the ball to start the second half down yeah. and go three and out. But he said, you know, allowed Robinson and Mills kind of just play freely. And, and you look at the, what we wanted Mills to do in that first game against South Alabama, and that was run between the tackles, just run straight up the middle. I think we're trying, starting to realize that our offensive line isn't going to always be able to open those holes just because of the, the youth, the inexperience. And we get Mills on the outside, and Mills has surprised me because I thought he was going to be more of a in-between-the-tackles type runner. And he said, I like to hit people. But now right. we're getting him to the outside. I think he likes that a little bit more because he had a nice well, step the other day. We, I weaved. We've changed a few things, like you said, from that South Alabama game. I think mm-hmm. we have made some changes, and they have been for the best, you know, for the betterment of the way he plays. And yep. and he has seen more success, and 
hopefully he does more going forward. Well, he's going to to show speed. I don't know the status of uh, Mo, but uh, he was dinged up last year, and he always seemed to come back out and play. Well, he came back out and played last time when he was dinged up. Right. And, play, and he was still making cuts. And oh, that like, one. Man, like, sure. Are you, you going to break his leg? He broke his own ankle. I mean, he broke the other he guy's ankle, too. Ankles, but, yeah. Um, yeah, he's, he's pretty incredible he, he's, to get that guy in space. He's just a baller, too. I think we have guys. And, and if anything, you know, there's still a lot of negativity. Like, I know Twitter is just a trash hole of – trashy people and it's they pretty easy to get stuff, stuck down those holes too i still saw so much negativity on social media today about not only about yesterday's game but looking forward to next week at ohio state which we'll get to in a little bit but it's like people are just not taking it one day at a time like if you didn't see the improvement yesterday then i i don't know what to tell you like we we were losing and i heard it on the radio so i actually missed uh just actually missed their second touchdown on that 26-yard, 36-yard pass, whichever it was. Oh, yeah. Um, their second TD, I was actually on the way over to my parents to watch the game. My uh, sister's in town. and So I head over there to watch the game, and I hear that they score. And the guys on the radio, they kind of made a joke, and I'm thinking, man, like this is like reverse psychology. Maybe instead of going up and leading in the game by two scores or two-plus scores, they would need to be losing and come back and win the game. And, and I'm like, man, that's not a good way to play your season, but – Maybe just I think that showed our, our team hopefully has a little bit more going in the next week because we fought back, and that's the hardest we've had to fight in any game to come out on top. I've got four games so far. Was that 590? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, we've talked about it multiple times before. Um, team has not been able to find a way to win. Yeah. And I feel like we did last night, and maybe that's going to turn a corner. You know, they, they, they showed it. They showed the last however many games that we've lost by three points, five points, two points, three points. We have not been able – and in a lot of those games, we were leading. You know, we didn't lead until we took yep. the lead for the win. Yeah, and and once again, you, you see the fight in this team, and they – even Frost mentioned it, and Martinez mentioned it, and uh, Lamar Jackson mentioned it in the postgame is, no one panic. Like, we're, oh, yeah. we're down, but I personally felt like that was the longest game watching it, maybe because we went down and it, we slowly fought back yeah. to win the game. But when the third quarter was over, I'm like, we still got a whole another 15 minutes to play, oh, yeah. and we're still in this game, and we have four turnovers. When, I mean, when we, we were, let's see, what, how, many, how many minutes were left in the game? There was 10 minutes left in the second quarter, and I think we maybe got on the board and we, we had been struggling, and, you know, we're, we're still right there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I looked at somebody, and we were we had been kind of <laughs> screaming back and forth about being upset about different things, and I'm like, well, you know what? You know, look how quick we just scored, and there's 40 minutes left. So, like, we could win this game by 35 points. Yeah. Or we could be down by 21 and come back and win. Yeah, it just it seemed like it was, and I, I'll answer Dalton's question real quick, and then we'll get to my next point. So Dalton asked about, you know, a lot of people were saying we should have sat Adrian in the first half. A lot of people were calling for it, and we mentioned that here just shortly a little bit ago. I, I no one, Vedral was not going to do any better than Adrian. He is, and Frosted after the game, he's our leader. He's the kid that I want leading this team, and he, he's the one that's going to be Just the like freaking Wandale said when in his part of it. He said he's a leader. He's, he's our guy. What he says. Like, what he says, we trust yeah. him and we do it. Yeah, and that's, I think you have to have that. Once again, I think people get too 
too caught up in there, but um, and I know it probably happens to every team. You can't just pull a gun like that. I don't think I think that would have been a bad move, um, especially with him being able to scramble out of the pocket like we know he can. Bedell's not going to be able to scramble like he like he can. That's that's what would worry me. But Bedell's going to get his time in this year, I, but he's I, not he's I not going to be a starter for us. I, I would say if you lost back to back consecutive games and you could easily say the quarterback was the main reason for the loss, then you maybe start the other guy the next game. You have a game plan set up with that person at starting quarterback. Switching the quarterback up in the middle of the game is not – you plan all week for what you're going to do. Yeah. The the only thing is, is if a quarterback goes down, obviously you have to – you know, with an injury, you have to change your game plan. But – Doing it in the middle of the game well, never, is rarely going to work. And you think about the long-term impact, and Dalton just mentioned you pull a 19-year-old kid out of the game in that moment when you guys are technically still in the game. It was 21-14 at half. And right. you want to pull a kid because he's not playing his best game like he did last year. If he's already thinking too much in his mind, and you pull him out in that opportunity, what's this going to do long-term for him? That's going to ruin him. And I just right. I don't think, although you know, sometimes it's the right decision to pull a quarterback. In this case, Adrian's our quarterback. And he will. Well, and like we said, you know, they have one row game. You know, maybe this is the turning point where, hey, but go in there, figure out a way to win this game for your team. Yeah, they'll trust you more. Um, you'll have more confidence. Everybody else will have more confidence, and yep. that's hopefully kind of what I feel. Yeah. Take away from the game. Well, and, and so we mentioned the four turnovers. So we just. We got into a uh, habit of fumbling the ball last night. Um, we got into a habit of fumbling the ball last 20 years. Yeah, and so it's, it's one thing where, uh, I don't know, it's it's hard to watch that happen. And not just fumble the ball, but not recover it on offense. We don't have guys even near the ball to cover the ball most of the time is what I've seen this year. But right. um, sometimes it's not really our fault. Sometimes it is. But those turnovers are killing us. I, I put up something yesterday. We're just We're shooting ourselves in the foot. Because we put up 690 yards of offense. Right. And it was 42-38. 299 yards of offense is what they had. 179 of those combined uh, yards were for 58 plays. 58 of their plays were 179 yards. I can't remember the total That's amount of plays. Probably less than it was three like, yards. It was like play. maybe 30, 30 plays or something uh, of the rest of their game accounted for the other 120 yards. So you have a team that puts up under 300 yards, scores 38 points. That doesn't speak to bad defense. That spe- even though we did have a couple bad, that 26-yard pass, that rushing play, yes, I'll give them that. So 90 yards. But the other 210 You're giving, is all field position. Right. You gave them the ball, I think, every single time. Yeah. In, inside on, the 30, on our, I think. On our side of the field. Yeah. Obviously, the one time was at, like, the five-yard line. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we really we really hurt ourselves when it came to field position, and we put our defense in a bad spot. Now, even the defensive guy that loved Lamar Jackson, he came out and said, you know, yeah, we were put in some tough tough situations, but that's when we need to go out there and prove that, you know, we want to be one of the best defenses out there. And we didn't always do it tonight, but we kept fighting, kept fighting. Right. We I can't remember what the phrase that he used was, but I liked it. Um, go check out the press conference. Yeah, um, and the press conference was great. He... He basically just said, like, you know, it is what it is. Yep. Whether you pin him at the one or you got to go out there, 
you know, they got to go 99 yards yep. or whether they got to go 20 yards, you, you got to stop somebody. Yeah, and there's, there's, I mean, their 66-yard run was the one time where it's like, shoot, like that was terrible defense. Well, the rest of the game, they, I'm not even putting anything on our defense. They saw some in film, and they yeah. exposed it right away. Yeah, and they couldn't do it the rest of the game. Though. Yeah. But their, their 26-yard pass, I mean, that was a hell of a pass. Yeah. I mean, that's 36, whatever, 26, 36, that was a, that was a great pass. Um, Zom asked, uh, Jimmy, your, your dad, now Martinez passed out the fumble. Did you ask him I, about I it? I did talk to him about it tonight. Um, I was over there for dinner. <laughs> I came home to do the show. But um, he said, <laughs> the first thing he said was, man, how difficult was that? There was the Martinez one, and then there was the Illinois oh, one. Yeah. And, and that's it exactly sure, sure seemed like, they were pretty similar. He said, you know, if you watch different angles and you see it, it did feel like the ball was in the Illinois quarterback's hand just a little bit longer than Martinez was, so you could see why that one didn't call. Yeah. Martinez, I don't know. I thought that it... I, I thought Martinez was definitely... Well, I will say I thought Martinez was definitely a fumble, and I did think the other one was a forward pass, but you could have also argued that it was a push rather than a pass. Well, he didn't actually have right. control of it. He more than pushed. But in the NFL, they're going to call that a pass 99.9% right. um, So I'm not shocked by that. What was difficult was they actually called that one a fumble on the field, uh, and they overturned it, which yes. is which is a little bit tougher than I thought. Like I, I thought it might be hard for them to overturn it. Um, but to go back to your question, Tom, so – my dad said the only thing that I feel like they kind of maybe effed up a little bit is, you know, they they blew the play dead. And so, you know, guys stop. Yeah. And so what, their guy just gets to go pick it up, and then they 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 get it? And they didn't get it right away. I mean, I mean their guy picked it up and ran into the end zone, but he didn't get it right away. But he had to run 10, 15 yards to get it. And we've seen games in the past, not only – not this year, but we've seen games in the past where when they talk about a clear recovery – you have like a split second to pick up that football before it's officially dead. Right. And, and a clear that recovery. Was kind of what he said. You blew the whistle he, dead. He said, my dad said that, you know, the play happened. And, you know, maybe some of the players should have been going after the ball because you never know. It's you kind of baby. Maybe. But you blew the whistle dead. Why you blew the whistle dead and why are you going to after it? He said um, he just didn't feel that. He thought that they, you know, especially when they. They called it incomplete on the field. Yeah. And then they go to review. They're blowing the whistle. Yeah. It's, it's like, if you go back and watch it, these guys just, like, hear the whistle, so they just stop. Yeah. And then. And you have a lineman running out of the ball because they never get the ball, so. Yeah. So. <laughs> it just, I, it, was, uh, it was crap. It was a terrible call. There was a few other calls or non-calls that were upsetting, but um, that, that, that could have, <laughs> that could have. Actually, it did kind of make a big difference because they scored a touchdown on that. Yeah, they did. Um, I actually was like, are they actually giving them a touchdown? Because they, they picked it up and ran in the end zone. So if you're saying it, it was a fumble, then right. technically that's a touchdown for them. But that instead, they, they just gave him the ball at wherever the guy. Like the 14 Yeah, or I don't remember what. But it was, that was a terrible call. The ref screwed up. The replay booth screwed up. And then you're talking about replays. And I text you about this. There was a player where they were about a yard and a half short of the first down. Oh, yeah. It was like a third and eight or something. They gave him the first down. No one challenged it. They didn't review it. They put the ball past the first down yard, and he was clearly not there. And all of a sudden, it's just first down. I'm sitting there like, wait, what? what? 
Like, you're not oh, yeah. going to look at that play at all. You're just going to say, let's move forward. That could have been a huge momentum swing. We ended up, they ended up not scoring on that. But, holy cow, like that, that was huge. Well, you can't just give a guy a first down and when he wasn't there. He wasn't even close. His helmet didn't even hit the first down marker. Again, I don't <laughs> like to go into, like, the calls cost the game. But, you know, there, there was a helmet-to-helmet on J.D. that could have been totally could have been out of bounds late hit. Um, I, at first, I thought it was late hit, and then as I saw it again, yeah, one foot out of bounds was, before he hit him. It was yeah, it could have gone either way, but it was helmet to helmet. Um, worst rule in the history of rules is the ball is in play, and you can go stand out of bounds and grab the ball, and it's out of bounds, so that the player is out of bounds, so the ball is technically out of bounds. Yes, it's a terrible. But what's funny about that is if you are the first guy, if you go out of bounds untouched. On a, uh, well, on let's a, say you're on a punt and you're the guy kicking. If you out of bounds and you're the first one to touch that guy and you're out of bounds, flag. it's a penalty. But if you're the guy that goes out of bounds and catches the ball unforced, it's a penalty. So why is this different on the kickoff? And I, I people are like, oh, Randall Cobb was doing that for the Packers. Yeah. He's been doing that for the Packers for years. And I'm like, not for years. He's did once. I'm like, <laughs> he's, really? he's done that once. Um, but but I think it's a, absolutely a dumb rule. dog shit rule. Um, I also think there was you talk about not calling stuff. Uh, Martinez got flung around, swung around after the whistle. A guy continued to swing him out of bounds, like right at the sideline. It's like that's you're standing right there. You're not going to call any penalties. Like I do feel like that would be called on us probably. It's, it is, it's weird. Maybe it's just because I'm a Nebraska fan, but I see way more penalties being called like that against our team. If we do that, the Lamar Jackson penalty I got called against Colorado. Yeah. When he just finished the play, and you could barely hear the whistle because all the Husker fans were so loud. He gets a personal foul. They get a first down. They go down and score. And we don't get those types of calls. And Scott Frost talked about it at the end of the game. We're not getting calls. He mentioned yeah. He goes, I'm not going to say anymore. I don't want to get in trouble. Yeah, he does. Exactly. But there's saying. a lot of calls that are not going against teams that Nebraska plays. And the Big Ten refs are awful again this year. Well, we're a little bit more on discipline last night. I mean, last week we had one penalty. But, but they I mean, could do, they call offsides on a kick. Like four times. How many times do players run offside on a kick? hundred times. Like, it happens every game. Every team does it. They never call it. Yet we got called for it like three times last night. So, and I text you this. No, oh, it just drives My, me nuts. One thing that drives me nuts is with the new rules on kickoffs, just take the ball at the 25 every time. Oh, God. Do not catch the ball five yards deep Don't and run it out to the 15, to no. the 18. That was a freshman mistake. Take the ball <laughs> at the 25 every time. That was a freshman mistake. You're not going to fumble. I mean, especially so far this year, how many how many times have we got past the 25 on our kickoff? And, and don't bother catching the punt inside the 10. Don't, like, you know, especially with the guys we have out there, don't go out there and get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Just take the ball at the 25. So, Zion's got a question out here. Talked about the Wandale fumble that he recovered in the end zone. Because that was a fumble. It was a fumble. He did recover it in the end zone. Correct. It very well could have been and should have been called, in my mind, it should have been called a touchdown. That's what all of us are saying. They didn't review it. Again, there, there are things that are reviewed on a daily basis in, in games uh, in, uh, I in games that aren't a brand. I should have talked to my dad about that because, obviously, he does replay – um, for the Husker games, the home games, he doesn't call replay. He yeah. just listens to them and then is a middleman to hand off the headset, but he gets to be right there. Yep. Um, and then he, you know, he'll get, he talks to those guys about, you know, what's going on. And it will, I, I do kind of want to talk to him about, you know, how, how does that work? Like, 
does the booth beep down, buzz down? Like, hey, uh, looks like he got the ball in the end zone there. Or, I don't know. I don't well, know. It's, so, it's every scoring play. I know that wasn't a scoring play, but it was damn close where you right. probably could have reviewed it. Um, and that actually happened, I think it was a Mississippi State game. Uh, was it Mississippi State or Ole Miss? Might have been the Ole Miss Well, game. The ball was caught I, right at the I, goal I, line. I felt bad for him because... And they didn't review it. Well, there was eight seconds left, and they didn't have any timeouts, and they called it short. So, what do you you de-risk them not reviewing how, how it? Many, how, many times, how many times do they do that on first down calls when there's a, sh- a short amount of time in the game left, and a team may or may not have gotten first down, and they're not going to run the clock. They're going to measure before they actually start running the clock again, and then you got to rush up and spike it or do your Yeah, in, so, a, in a situation like that, I feel like the booth probably does need to buzz down and I mean, stop you, it. And, you're, you're, you're talking about a, a game changer, because if that ball is across the goal line, it's a touchdown. And right. so Ole Miss got screwed, I think. They I think they did, too. So I think certain teams and certain play, certain booths, I don't know how the review system works, but I think it sucks. Well, Which is why I never wanted to review in the first place in any sport, because it's always going to be, I think, still subjective. I don't think it's very um, objective. I think there's still bias behind it. I think there's still people controlling how calls go right. behind and I two, don't think it's, it's and not two, it's such a big deal what the call on the field is. Yeah. If the call on the field is a fumble, it's very hard to overturn that, yep. or vice versa. So it, it's not it's not a it's not a perfect thing. So I think I would I'd be fine with getting rid of it. I just I would. I, I hate it. It takes too much. It takes too it long. It takes a lot of time. It's tough. So you know, then you get you get the the Rams Saints NFC Championship game, and it's like, man, that. Really should have been called, but yeah. anyway. Okay, so Ross mentioned, you know, they called a holding penalty on Illinois on defense on one of our plays. Well, <laughs> and, and not that it wasn't, but then they called a hold on um, uh, who's seventy six? Uh, the Highness. They called a hold on Highness. Well, they called the wrong number. Are you they, sure? They had to have called the wrong. He was on the ground. I I don't know if they did. Jimmy, they called the block in the back. They picked up the, uh, the flag. Okay. Said, there was no block in the back. That was the not first that time. It, not I, that it was. I don't think that was a penalty, for one. That's the first time I've ever seen that. They called it, and then all of a sudden they just go, there was no block in the back, and then Nebraska has lost three and score. I'm like, well, I'm not upset about that. But if that would have been the other way around, I'd have been super yeah, pissed. So it's funny. Zon just, Zon just asked about that call about the block in the back on us. They picked it up. I've never seen that. It's and it is unprecedented to see some of the things that's happening in is. college football and the refs and what they're doing. I sent you a, 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 a video of the was game. Was that from a game today? What's the game today? Where I think it was Bengals or something. The the guy was past the first down marker. The ref comes and grabs the football. Puts it right on the first on the where they would have gotten the first down, moves it up at a yard, back a yard, up a yard, then just leaves it there. It's like, well, up a yard is where he should have been in the first place, but he didn't know where to put the damn football. Well, and I sent you that one of the Bucks week one where they or no, it was last week against Carolina on Thursday night. <laughs> like the one ref got it and he tossed it to the the other ref and he sat <laughs> down and then he moved, moved it over like this and then. He like he gave it to another ref, and then yeah, he, he gave it to another ref, and then the ref moved it like another. And I'm like, what? Like they just not give a shit anymore. Like I don't, I don't know. know. But I and so I just 
it cracks me up. I don't even know what's going on in Michigan anymore. Um, and fortunately, it didn't cost us last night, but it was crazy. Um, Zom asked about the – not asked about it. He mentioned the Doman sack, which for one was awesome when their entire offensive line didn't move. That was another thing I don't think I've ever seen a hit like that. And the quarterback had the ball in one hand and didn't lose it. He, he got rocked. And he was, got blown Well, not only off. a hand, but he was like right here and he got hit up here. It was it was interesting. So Rossman, he thought it was a trick play, but it was, I don't think it was. I don't know. None of their linemen moved. At all. Even after the quarterback got hit, their linemen didn't move. Like, if it was a trick play, it was a, the worst trick play in the trick play book of college football. Yeah, it, it was awful. Uh, it was, and <laughs> talk to the coaching staff for a little while. It was so funny. Like, I just, I don't know what they were thinking. We may have to see if we can find some video and see if Lovey can explain that because that was just by far the best thing ever. And, and JoJo, he may have been confused, but he's like, I didn't hear the whistle, so I'm just going, I'm just going to go and hit him. Like. Why not? Exactly. <laughs> he, it was awesome. It was he lays it, boom. And if you guys didn't see the picture I put up of JoJo Doman, it's absolutely it's hilarious. hilarious. I put up twice yesterday because I just I think for one he's a baller. Um, him, him, Honus, Solzin, those guys on defense yesterday. I'm I'm giving those three guys players of the game on defense because they just they go out every game they hunt the ball down. Eli Solzin played uh, had a great yeah. hit. It was actually on a uh, they tried the option. And on the option, you had Mo Berry covered the quarterback, and he Sullivan came out of nowhere. Like I don't even know if that was supposed to be his coverage. But oh, I thought they were going to get that. He came out of nowhere, and just drilled him. Because I, mean, I think that might have been a third down. It was. I think I was like, oh, they got that, and Doman came out of nowhere and blew him up. Yeah, I just I think or Sullivan. I mean, yeah. And so I think those guys um, on defense. I mean, they are they're showing why they deserve to play. The the first game I saw Sullivan out there, I'm like. I know, I said the same thing. He's a walk-on, and he's showing that, hey, like, you can play. You just got to go out and work your work your ass off, and the guy, the kid is. And he is fun to watch. Got a nose for the ball. Mm-hmm. So, That's again, I, I think there's still a lot of negativity out there from Husker fans. And while I love Husker fans until the day I die, I also think we can suck sometimes. Because we like to complain a lot. And I was complaining during the first half last night. Second half, I'm like, all right, I can't, stop, I can't stop watching. I, I was can't. even still complaining today a little bit. Um, but, I mean, that many yards on that many yards offense, I mean, maybe the points don't quite equal what you think they should, but yeah. how can you be upset with that many yards? But I mean, you're doing something, right? But, again, you step back and you look at where we gave them the ball at. You, you can't blame the defense. You can blame the fumbles. You blame the turnovers. That's fine. But – I mean, you have four turnovers on the road and 125 yards and penalties, and you're still trying to you you still hope, find a way to win. You I still, don't you love still that. held them under 300 yards. You had almost seven yards of offense, and you want to complain? Stop. We won. We fought back. We put up 42 points. We won by four. We should have put up 49, and Frost said that the one play he'd take back was the I-form call. Yeah, it was terrible. He's like, I would take that back and call something else. I mean, for, for us, your fans, it was kind of like, I like that. Nostalgic, yeah, but we don't have a fullback. But... <laughs> it was a bad, it was bad. We don't have a fullback. We did put Daniels in there, uh, but he also missed the guy that broke right through the line. Right. So I mean, he was running where he needed to do, but he ain't a fullback. So no. Um, but you know, uh, the one thing I will say about uh, the last thing I'll say about our offense right now is we, as far as what I want to see on improvement, is using the tight end. You, me, you, even Brandon, we were talking to him. Is let's get our tight end involved. Jack Stoll scored in the goal line. I think we get him and, and Austin Allen involved more. I think we're even more dangerous than 
than people think we are because we have two guys. We can stack two tight ends in there, and we can run the ball because they can both block. Or you stack two tight ends, you got two eligible wide receivers who go out and catch pass. I don't know if um, Martinez is just zoned in on hitting JD. Maybe. Or, you know, or maybe those tight ends aren't quite getting open enough to where he feels comfortable throwing the ball to him. Could be. Is he, is he getting to his second and third looks before he has pressure? That's another question. thing. That's a good question. So I, I still want to see him more involved where our, that is our first option is a tight end. Um, so maybe we'll see that a little bit more next weekend. Um, we'll, we'll see. As I mentioned, too, we did have a couple uh, indirect snaps to oh, to Washington. It, it was kind of interesting. We were talking about it. Like, all right, we've had a hard enough time snapping just to Martinez, but on those two plays, we snapped it and like right executed it perfectly. I don't know. <laughs> the, the first time we did it, I was like, love that. And we did it again. It worked just about yeah. the same exact way. We probably could have done it ten times in the game. It worked probably. every time. And I mentioned before the game, I mentioned it last week too, is we, we needed to focus on our run game. That was going to be the key to us winning was our run game because their run defense is not their, it's not their strong suit in Illinois. Uh, Eastern Michigan put up a lot of rush yards against yeah. them. And I don't think we ran enough in the first half. Second half, boom, we just ran, ran, well, ran, ran, and we just we tired out that defense. Oh, yeah, they were super tired. Was, the players were even saying that after they were, like, and they were I, coming to the sideline saying, Coach, these guys are tired. And we started doing short plays. We weren't focused. We stopped going for the 30-yard passes. We stopped going for the uh, the streaks down the middle of the field. We stopped leaving J.D. out to hang in the second half. We started focusing more on let's get three, four, five yards on first down. It's a third. Uh, it's a, well, on that, I hate the, throwing the ball on first down and then it's second and ten after an incompletion and then you run for well, three yards. Yeah, but even there was a, a second and 18 play where we tried to bomb it downfield 30, 40 yards or something, and I'm like, you're second and 18, you're on, you're on like the eight-yard line. Get half of that. Get nine yards. Get ten yards. Then your third down is a lot more manageable. Instead and of third and 18 and you're risking a sack or... Or interception. But we've been complaining about that for a long time. Is those, instead of just taking a short play... On, on a long down, go ahead and take half those yards. We've been talking about it for a long time. It just, I, I don't know. And I, it just drives me crazy. We did have, uh, Ross mentioned it too, we did have the uh, the one ball go right through Noah's hands. I thought he caught it. Oh, we were all cheering. Yeah. And then, and then he stands up and jogging back. Like, where's, like, where's second the, and seven? Where's the and ball? I'm like, yeah. What? Trying to find the ball when he started jogging back to the line. I'm like, where's he going and why? I was like, oh, never mind. <laughs> he doesn't have the ball. But yeah, I thought he might after last week feel a little bit more confident. Yeah. Um, he did have a couple other catches. He got excited. I mean, I think he's gonna, a play like that. He's gonna need to make next week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, everybody's gonna need to make. Not just singling him yeah. out. I just mean in general. But I think overall, again, we had to fight through adversity. Not because we were winning and the other team came back, but because we were losing and we looked bad in that first half. Even though it's still twenty-one fourteen at the end of the first half, we looked bad. Um, and they and they outscored us in the in the third quarter. We got we 13, actually, they got 14, we, we got uh, missed extra point. We did actually uh, score some points in the third quarter. Third quarter has been horrendous yep. this year. They said we had like 11% of our yards, mm-hmm. only seven points combined going into. So we got 13. So, you know, a little better. A little better. We scored 21 in the fourth. Um, that That's when you talk about finishing a game, and that's what Frost wants the team to be able to do, and that's what the players want, the fans want, is 
let's not just be good in the game, but let's finish the game. And we finished the game. We should have 49, but, you know, our defense had to come in and make one more stop. And they did. Well, they, they dialed up the pressure. Standard dialed up the pressure. We did what we had to do on defense to win that game at the end. And obviously the kicking situation is what it is. I mean, in a normal situation, you'd think we'd make a field goal. I mean, we made a field goal. It was just so we had a penalty, so then we missed a field goal. Jorgensen's dad is out on uh, social media. Um, Dylan Jorgensen is dad. And it's great because he interacts with people. And can someone, uh, who was it, uh, who was our kicker with Bandino? Um, this guy's name. Um trying to think of his name, but he was out there and he said something about, like, uh, he was talking about the kicking situation, how it was always a battle, this and that, and, um, and, he, met, and someone, he mentioned something about how, someone said something about Jorgensen, he's hurt, and he responded and said, Jorgensen's not a kicker, he's recruited to be a punter. And his dad responded, he goes, he actually is a kicker. He is a field goal kicker. Yeah. And he can punt too, but he was recruited to come and kick field goals, not to be a punter. <laughs> and and so, he's hurt. He's hurt. And then there's another douchebag out there that said, like, how do you get hurt? You suck talking to Barrett, uh, Barrett Pickering. It's like, dude, you're, you're talking to a 19, 20-year-old kid about being hurt. Like, come on. So it can be anything. Like, you can just twist. And I think it's a hip issue. Yeah. You can get twisted up trying to kick. I don't know. Yeah, so I just—it sucks. Yeah, we're in a terrible situation, and um, you know, people can dog it all they want, but we still have to produce the way we can on offense to where, hey, we know we have a tough situation at the kicker spot. We got to be better on offense to give ourselves either a shorter field goal kick, or we got to put ourselves in a situation where we're going to score. Where we get to the one-yard line and you punch it in. You don't get a flag. You don't get stopped, get a flag, get another flag, miss field goal. Yeah. And you have to punch the ball in. Yeah, exactly. So, again, there's a lot of complaining out there, but, guys, we're 3-1. and one. Last year exactly. we were 0-4. So, yeah. stop, stop bitching about it. We're, we're winning games, and we're maybe not looking the best every game, but, you know, we're doing better. So well, I mean, beat Illinois. Northwestern doesn't quite look like they were last year. Purdue is not quite as good as expectations. Um, obviously, Wisconsin looking pretty freaking good. Um, Iowa looked pretty good. So just talking about our yeah Big Ten West foes, you know yep. we, we're in a we're in a good spot. To we're in a dog fight. And and one thing Ross mentioned too is. One of the questions yesterday asked, you know, uh, that was asked. His response was, "We are where we are." Again, we're we're three and one. We're on four last year. We're sixteen games into Frost's tenure. Why is why is who's Tom Fortune? Is that Tim's dad, or is that Tim Fortune as Tom Fortune? Tim, his dad is Tom. Tom, you okay? I don't know. Is that Tim out there? It's Tim or Tom? Either way, Huskers has Huskers. He's calling you handsome now. I don't know what's going on here, Tom. I don't know who you are. If you're Tim's dad, welcome to the show. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> anyways, you know, we didn't give up. And Christy just mentioned, you know, we never gave up. And we just we ran that last quarter. No, I thought that fourth quarter is what we needed, I think, as a team to build confidence and momentum going next week. So the best thing they said during that press conference was, we didn't panic. Yeah. You go down 7 nothing. you go down 14 nothing. Don't panic. Just 
Just a lot of time. Go up. out there. Keep playing. But, you know, we, we know the offense can score quick. Yeah. You so, just need to get some stops, get a couple it, turnovers, whatever you, whatever you need to do. And if fans, out, if fans out there can't be happy about us not giving up, then I don't know what's going to make them happy. A 3-1 and one start compared to an 0-4, if that doesn't make you happy, then maybe you should stop watching Husker football because you know every game is going to be emotional. They were, they were emotional with uh, Bo. I mean, oh, it, yeah. it's, and we're not in the 90s anymore, guys. And don't get me wrong. When you play a team like that, yeah, I want to win by 40 points. But shit happens. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just not the way it is necessarily anymore. Uh, and you got to take the victories yeah. as you can, you know, as they come. So, go, talking, staying on that same kind of subject about fans in Nebraska and, you know, a lot of people, a lot of chatters, they're not happy about game day coming because they don't want us to be in the national spotlight. They think we're going to get railed by 70 points. Ohio State fans think we're going to rail by 70 points. They not forget last year we lost by five at the horseshoe. I mean, and I thought we were going to get railed last year. And we had one or two wins at the time. So, I mean, you, that team, yeah, we had a couple more playmakers last year. Maybe we were looking a little bit better that time as well, but we lost by five at the horseshoe to a ranked Ohio State team and in the we, top ten. And we had a chance to win had, that game. We had more than one chance to win and right. score. So, uh, Tom, Tim, whichever one you are, uh, I like my shirt too. Uh, <laughs> Red Fan Nation guys, check it out. Can you feel it? Got Brandon Kenny. Check it out. Sweet shirt. Um, but we got Ohio State next week. It's a big game under the lights. Oh, yeah. They're favored by two I'm, scores. I'm seeing predictions today for Ohio State to make the playoffs and this and that. So but Ohio um, State, people got to remember, Ohio State hasn't played anybody either. Right. Their, their one Big Ten game was Indiana. Indiana ain't that good. And you know what? They they went down five five zero to start the game yesterday, and then they went like seventy six. Yeah. They won seventy six to five. But they, did, but they didn't look good in the entire first quarter. So you have you know, to. Maybe we can get a jump early. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. You know, if you win the toss in a game like that, do you want to take the ball, try to score right away? Um, do you want to try to play defense and get a stop right away? You know what? Whatever they think, whatever the coaching staff think is, thinks is best, I believe we should try to do. But yeah, um, well, I'm gonna ask you: Is 15 points too many? As in, is that too high of a spread for Ohio State to win by? Um, I don't, I don't think so. I think actually that's a favorable spread for Nebraska um, because I think we, if we don't win the game, I think we can, we are going to keep it close, like last year. I think it's a a different atmosphere. Yes, it's under the lights. It's at Memorial Stadium. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Ninety thousand fans. Ohio behind. State hasn't been this year. Has not played a game like they will. Mm-hmm. You know, they went to Indiana, but I mean, I think Nebraska went to Indiana yeah. a couple years ago, and there and, was and, just like families there at the game. It wasn't like yeah. And, and again, are we great? No, we're, we're not, not great. We're improved. We are improved. Three and one's better than one four to start the year. Yes. So we are improved, and that's what we want to make sure we do. Travis Betchens, Husker Nation, he's come up with some hilarious fan day signs uh, for game day. One Hershey got fat. I would, Travis, if you're going, please make that sign because that's a hilarious. Oh yeah. Um, speaking of which, we we're drinking Bush Light today. Um, we do not get free Bush Light the way the Iowa fan does. But uh, cool Learned story. Here. It's a cool story. He's going to donate the money to the. Dude, they're almost like a million dollars now. It's cool. It's insane. Um, But anyways, I think Ohio State, yes, they're going to be a tough opponent. Are they a good team? Yes, they're a good team. Is Justin Fields playing good? Yes, Yes. he is. Um, J.K. Dobbins? 
We gotta keep wait. him in check. J.K. Dobbins was good as, as a freshman, and he's a junior now. He's still gonna play good. But once again, I think people are overthinking this and not thinking, hey, it's a it's a new day, a new game, a new team. That's all you gotta think about. Look what Purdue did last week. They put up fifty five on them last year. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I know. You, I've seen people dropping that. You know that it, it's anybody's game on any day. I mean, look what happened yesterday in college football. Look at the teams that were winning yesterday that shouldn't have won. San Jose State got paid $1.5 million to go beat up on Arkansas. I mean, I mean, I mean you're, just, you're talking a UCLA team that's won four out of 15 games under Chip Kelly. They scored like 50 they, points on them. Down by like 32 four. points. Washington State's quarterback threw nine touchdowns, and they lost at home to a yeah. winless team. So, again, people can, people can say we're going to get railed, we're going to lose this and that. If you're out on Twitter, just – Ignore it. Like, I'm not uh, – the only thing I said yesterday was a guy that was positive about the game next week, and I said, do people not remember what happened last year when we went to the shoot? I mean, if you, don't, if you want to think negatively, think, think negatively and go into the game thinking that, that's fine. But I, I would hope people would be a little more open-minded. We got Robinson. He wasn't on the team last year. We saw what he can do and when we let him take control. He wasn't playing running back until last night. You yeah. know, who knows now what they can open up and do and – you get him out there. You get Barry. Uh, you get Mo out there. Maybe you get both of them out there at the same time. You got all kind, in the backfield. You got all kinds of options. And who the hell knows? Maybe we have a completely different plan that we haven't or, seen in the first four games that we're going to come out and run plays we haven't seen all year. I or mean, who knows? Maybe Justin Fields gets hurt. Not wishing that that happens by any means. Or maybe our defense just plays really well and we get a lot of pressure. There's so many different things that can happen. Um, yeah, I mean, I think people are thinking, oh, the last time game day was here, 2007, USC blew us out. I get it. Um, I thought going into the season we'd probably get this game day. Uh, after the yeah. Colorado loss, I 100% did not think that we but would. That's if we won our next two games. Um, so. But, you know, Romo asked about it, is this going to be a blackout? There's been some chatter. I've seen that a little bit. Um, I don't know. I, I would think if you're going to debut – the black unis, the alternate unis, is going to be this day. It's going to be Saturday. Why wouldn't it be? The only reason I would say it probably wouldn't be is because I think they wanted them to have a big defensive game the previous game that would be kind of like a I know that's what they, I know that's, that's but what they said, I, but... Why not? But our, our, our defense had a good game last week. They... I mean, our, our defense, you know... I don't think they've played a terrible game yet, even against Colorado. They didn't play terrible. Could have been better, but I'd love to see a blackout. Cam Taylor had a hell of a good game yesterday. He had another pick. Um, <laughs> Wasn't even sure if he was going to play, and then he was he was just fine. Yeah, Cam, Cam Taylor, uh, Caleb Tanner had a couple good hits. There's, <laughs> there's a couple pictures of him just slamming a guy. Um, question about, Robert, about uh, Robinson taking over the starting tailback position. Um, no, um, Mo would have to be seriously hurt, and I think you'd also have to have uh, Mills not be in. I, I don't think – I think he's such a versatile player that you can't hold him down to one position. I think you – if you limit him like that, you limit his abilities and you limit his playmaking abilities. Well, and if you have him somewhere else on the field, then you just put yourself in a position to have more playmakers out there. Exactly. You have Mo Washington. Yep. Um, and Wondell up there. Question, Tim, we're not going to talk positive about Notre Dame. They lost yesterday. <laughs> um, but, 
I do think, Ross, you said, we'll be fine against Ohio State. I'm, I'm not worried. It's a new day. It's a new game. We saw improvement yesterday. We finished. We fought. We fought back. We came back and won a game against a team. Guess what? We should have beat. We should have scored 70-plus points on them. If we didn't have those four turnovers, you convert that. You take away 14 points of theirs, and that 42 to 24 looks a hell of a lot better than 42-38. But or we, even we gave 49 them, or 56. Yeah. So we, 14 points. Yeah. So we gave them we gave them points. Um, and I'm, I don't want to dog in Illinois. I see I see them much improved from last year. We were at that game, and I think they were better. There were a lot of year. defensive woes from them last year. Even though they gave up 700 yards to us yesterday, their defense did at times look a heck of a lot better. So. Um, Ohio State hasn't played anyone yet. Wisconsin's going to be scary. As you mentioned, that's the one game where you're like, Ew. I, I know. Well. I told Adam, I told Character when we talked to him, <laughs> I think it's going to be Wisconsin, but I think we're going to beat them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Jonathan Taylor is on a, on a completely other level than pretty much anyone yeah. with the offensive line that he has. Um, it was fun watching them blow Michigan out, though, that's for sure. It was. It was. And, I and wish it would have been worse because, you know, Wisconsin gets a couple targeting injections and yeah. a couple of their starters get tossed out of the game. Yeah. Michigan gets back in it. A lot of people are talking about uh, Khaki's being on the hot seat now. He might be, um, especially if they lose to Ohio State again. Well, I mean, they play Ohio State. They play Notre Dame. Um, they got they got tough schedule. They play Penn State. Maryland's improved. Um and they didn't look good in the first two games. So they could lose another three games this year, if not more. Oh, I was seeing some – and I know it's stupid bowl projection, <laughs> but they did not have them going to a very good bowl game. Yeah, no, and that, that very well could happen. They got, they I got do feel bad for McCaffrey that came in. I don't know if you were watching when he yeah. got blown up twice. He got blown up twice, two targeting ejections on the same drive. Yeah. And knocked him out of the game. The, the one where he – where the guy is shoulder to the head – and he kind of jumped over a guy and got pulled down. In slow motion, it looks like the worst possible hit you could ever make. In real play, though, I mean, he's not going to stop his momentum. And right before he hit, right before he went in for the hit, he got pulled down. I mean, I think that was right. A, and that wasn't avoidable. Otherwise, he would have gone into his chest. I felt bad. I felt bad for that guy because he had what could have been an interception in the end zone the play before yeah. or two plays before maybe, and he dropped it. And then you get the jump to play later. Yeah, I mean it is what it is. They made the right call there, um, but I think Wisconsin is going to be trouble. Um, everyone else, I think, is still a toss up though. I, I mean, yeah, I, I was playing well. You got teams that are playing well. We played once again. I think we played extremely well in the second half. We carry that into next week. We're a dangerous team, but we're not dangerous right now because we're not doing it for four quarters. Well, and I kind of wish we had a few other opponents before Ohio State. Um, but again, um, to fix a few things here and there. But yeah, game day, Lincoln. I mean, right who's going to be upset about that? Yeah. I mean, you, I you're you're in, you're in a national spotlight. If you lose, you lose. Yeah. But you're there. Hey, we we need to we got to make a game of it, and I, you can't go into it thinking, hey, we're going to get blown out because we we have a defense we didn't see last year. Um, we we can cause turnovers. We can put pressure on on field. Pressure's anytime I watch highlights of Ohio State and the touchdown pass he's throwing, they're wide o- they're either wide open they're or, wide open. Or he's fear. he's not getting any pressure. So or both. You you if you watch the film of what the the teams they played so far, which is nothing, I just don't I don't I'm not scared of Ohio State because I don't they haven't played a a good opponent yet. 
Indiana's not a good opponent. I can't say that I predict a win, but I did. I predicted it last year. I said that's you the last did. time they're going to beat us. And I said time. the same thing. I said I don't predict a win, and you said you did. And, and I still said that two weeks ago. <laughs> I'm not going to take it away. I've asked a couple times, like, can I take it back? And I'm like, nope, I don't want to because I think we can still win. Like, I know what our offense can do. I know the weapons we have. If It sounds like Jorgensen and Pickering are closer to getting back. One of them might be back this next weekend. So um, if we have a kicker back, that changes the game too. I mean, we can kick a 46-yarder rather than trying to go for it on fourth and one. If we get it together and play four quarters offensively, I think we've mm-hmm. got a shot because if you can go point for point, score for score, you got a shot. Well, and if you listen, as much as I don't like Urban Meyer, if you watch, watch the Fox pregame shows. The big noon kickoff. So much better than college game day, I'm telling you. It I, is. I, college game day is awful. It's, it's just a show, that's all it is. But these guys on Fox, uh, Matt Leinert, Reggie Bush, uh, Urban Meyer, and then I can't remember the host, but they are doing a good job of breaking teams down in the Big Ten, which is what I love to see. Um, and, and as much as I don't like Urban Meyer still, he's, he's high on Nebraska because guess what? He thought they had a good game plan against us last year, and they squeaked away with the win by five points. And he knows oh, that. Yeah. And on the sidelines, I thought you have a heart attack because we were just – he's like, I don't, you, it's a tough team because they have so many different things they can do on offense. It's tough to get a defensive scheme. And on offense, their defense can come at you in multiple ways, and our defense is improved. It was kind of funny. I yeah, saw Brady Quinn. I saw, yeah. on Fox? Yeah. Yeah? Um, he has hair all flicked back. That's right. But um, – <laughs> I saw some – I get sucked down the hole on Facebook and Twitter, but somebody saying – I didn't say Brady Quinn. Um, somebody saying that, oh, you know, Ohio State could have ran it up last year, but they were holding uh, – what what's his name? Back, Haskins back. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, but they barely won the game, so why were they holding them back? Why would they want to? Yeah. Uh, they're not holding back right now on teams. They're not holding back winning 76 to 5 against, against Miami, Miami, Ohio. Yeah. So. I just, uh, once again, Ohio State's not a bad team. They, they hired somebody from within the system, so they didn't have to change a whole lot. Yeah. Um, in their offensive mindset. And they got a, he was on the offensive And they got a fantastic transfer. Of course. And, their, so. and their defense has improved. So, yes, yeah, a tough opponent. Can we win the game? Absolutely. Can we lose? Yeah, are we going to get blown out? I don't think so. If we lose, we don't get blown out. If we win, it's going to be a close game. So I think take a step back, relax, breathe a little bit, and just take it day by day. We talk about Nebraska, day by day we get better and better. If you want to talk about, you know, year by year or, you know, week by week, you know, you're looking at it the wrong way. We have a week to prepare. Michigan had a week to prepare for Wisconsin, and they tumbled. They had two weeks. Both oh, yeah, yeah. They had, a full, they had a full two weeks. They had, a week, they had a week off. So, Which they both had two weeks. But yeah, but they had time to prepare. Michigan still came out and looked awful. Um, so we have a week to prepare. Scott Frost has already talked about watching some of the film on them, so he knows they're a good team. And he knows that we're going to have to come out and be our best. We can't have four turnovers. One thousand percent cannot have four turnovers, yeah. or you will – probably get blown And out. if we do have a turnover, we have to also have a turnover. So I think offensive, defense, side of the ball, we have to be disciplined, sound, and we have to go out there and just have a, that mental mindset take care of, of football. take care of the ball, let's win this game. That, that's where it has to be. Nothing else do we need to think about. Um, I think the team does play better at night. 
Um, we didn't have night games last year. Yeah. And we played back-to-back weeks at night, and we played a little bit better. Yeah. So. And, and Ross mentioned that Urban wouldn't have, wouldn't have held back on us in day, and they're going to hold back because they want to make the playoffs. Hell yeah. 100%. Nebraska's not a team that's looking for, play, for a playoff game this year. Not this we're, year. We're looking to win games and be better. And Ohio State's a team that says, hey, we have a legit shot. We can't lose this maybe, game. Maybe, hopefully. That was last year, too. Anyway. So why the hell would they only want to win by five? Yeah, maybe in two years when Adrian Martinez is a senior, we play Oklahoma. Um, maybe we can yeah. have those types of aspirations with guys like Mondale and every, you yep. know, all these skills. Guys, guys, but um, Ramo asked about what are your thoughts on Harbaugh. Does he get any more time after this year? I don't know what his contract looks like. Um, this I year, this sure. year is going to be tough. I think if we see, if um, they lose to Notre Dame and Ohio State again this if, year, if they lose two more games, they have three losses, potentially four. Because Maryland, who the hell knows what they're going to do? Who knows about Maryland? That Penn State. I don't know that if, Penn if, State. If, amazing, they lose, if they lose three or four games, I think his hot seat. I think he's going to be standing because um, he can't sit down anymore. I think it's going to be tough. I mean, you haven't beaten Ohio State. Yeah, but the, pro- but the problem is, and Raj just mentioned it too, and I saw this a lot yesterday, is who the hell are you going to go after? Like, who's who's your target? I agree. Where and go? I've seen people that are, like, hating on Frost, and I'm like, you know what, people, if we were to fire Frost after a couple seasons, we would be freaking Tennessee very uh, quickly. Even though ten- Tennessee got whooped by Florida yesterday. I just, the people that are talking about fire Frost is that I, I haven't seen much of it. It's just they calmed down after the Colorado game and then after we won last week. But again, like there's been he he said I haven't I've heard about people asking about play calling this and that and it, people see it guys like it's it's out there on social media. People are questioning. I question it too. And I, I've asked. I said it last night. Do we need to hand over the play calling to someone else? And I'm not even opposed to that. And it's not because I don't like Scott Frost, but. Let's manage the game. He's, they asked him questions about defense. He doesn't know what happened because he's talking to his offensive guys. So right. he's, not that, he's not that coach that's going to be – he trusts his coaches, which I love. Agreed. But is it something where he can continues to go forward and call play calls, or does he sit back and manage the game as a head coach and we get an offense coordinator? I don't know the answer to that. And I think he said, he goes, we actually had a really good game plan going in, but four turnovers and execution – and and you could say that absolutely. I well, they score a long touchdown right off the bat, and then you have a couple turnovers. Mm-hmm. You got to change things up a little bit. Yeah. So you know, I think uh, as far as other coaches and Jim Harbaugh, like I, I've never been a fan of Harbaugh. Um, I've never seen him as a great head coach. Um, Honestly, I think he was better in the NFL than he was in college. And and is he really that great of a recruiter? I don't know. I think people go to Michigan because it's Michigan, not necessarily because it's him. Um, maybe he has really good assistance that people like. I don't know. But I feel like Huskers are on the right track. We are continuing, again, to get better day by day. And that's what the Huskers need to do and focus on. Forget nine wins. Forget ten wins. Forget a playoff. Don't even focus on that right now. Just go out there and play. Have fun. Play your game. And hopefully you get enough good plays to win the game in the offense, defense, or I feel like when Martinez is at his best is when he just goes out and, and plays. Yeah. He doesn't overthink things. It's I'm gonna I, I'm gonna drop one here, I'm gonna He's let Wandale go here, 
I'm going to take off and run right here. He has when he, when he starts running and like, oh, maybe I'm going to throw it, maybe I'm going to throw it, then he throws it at Jack Stoll's feet. Yeah. Like, just run it off and on. But one thing that I, that I noticed, too, and just to critique uh, Martinez, and I'm, I'm no quarterback here whatsoever, but um, I do love to throw the football around. And I know when you get up and you go to throw the ball, it, to really get that zing on your pass, you can't throw it off your back foot. You can't try to finesse it. And when he tries to finesse a pass, he either comes up way short, underthrows it, or he go he overthrows a wide open receiver. And he he did that a couple times yeah, last couple night. Times but time. when he steps into the throw, he zips the ball into the, the guy's chest. Oh, I mean, he's hitting his targets. And and that's what uh, Verduzco needs to really focus on is hey, watch film. Look at this pass and look at this pass. You look try at, to finesse it, you overthrew a wide open or, back in the play. Or you threw one up for JD to catch and get blown up a couple seven times. times. A couple times. So, um, you know, once again, I'm not a coach, but I see Martinez has, has – he's, he's definitely a talented kid. He's definitely a talented quarterback. He's the guy that won our team, leading the team on the offensive side 100%. of the 100%. They were his number one – you know, he was the number one target, number one recruit. He was the guy this coaching staff wanted to start the program rebuild with. Yep. And he definitely did it last year. We've seen signs of it this year. He just needs to yep. figure it out for a full game. So Ross mentioned you know, that Scott said something to Adrian going into commercial break. Um, said something about get the first down. He's still trying not to make those mistakes he did last year. Oh, he screamed at him. He was and I know – I know he said, "Oh, we're not." He about, doesn't yell at players. I know we're not about yelling at players, but he got in his face and good. Yeah, I know yeah. it's not the best look in the world, but everybody does it. But but Frost has the Frost has more confidence in Adrian Martinez than anybody ever will in their entire life. Probably more than his parents have in him because he knows the talent he sees. He's yeah. he's a lot like Scott Frost and how he can produce plays, and so Frost. He sees that in him. Was like, he's probably a little better thrower than Frost yeah. was. But. So he's like, you can be the best quarterback in the country, but you're not doing it. I'm going to get up in your face and yell at you about it because you need to make that play. You're our leader. Do it. Um, and the next time you get to it, you're going to actually do it. And he did in yeah. the second half. I love it. Um, one more question. So Ramo asked about how to protect Martinez better going into Good the game State. You know, once again, I haven't watched much of Ohio State. Um, a lot of people say their defense has improved. Again, I think it's hard to really say their defense is improved compared to the offenses they've played this year. Um, again, I, our offensive line is not the best. We have youth. We have guys that have not played a full season. Um, and the ones that have played full seasons are still young and still building and growing. Um, so maybe the biggest worry for the game, I think I put that worry aside if I see the Martinez we saw last night in the second half where he's scrambling and running, running the way he, we know he can run. It still is something that you got to be. I think you're worried about every game is how is our offensive line going to block? Well, I think one big takeaway or something that we need to look at is film from last year against Ohio State and see what Martinez did because I believe he, you know, had some some runs for first down and made some big plays. I think we need to see. Make sure we can kind of do some of those same things. Hey, what kind, what were their tendencies? Yeah. What, you know, second down, third down, do they have an opportunity to have Martinez 
keep it and run. Exactly. Or, you know, have him roll out where he can run if he has to. You know, got a couple targets, but if you have to keep it, you keep it. Yep. So. Yeah, I, I think I think we have we have to have a good game plan going into it. We have to know we have a tough opponent. We have a top top five opponent. They're five right now, so we're gonna have a top five opponent coming to Lincoln under the lights, ninety thousand fans. Game day is gonna be there. A lot of people, a lot of attention. Yeah. Spotlight. Don't overthink Ooh. it. Like, it's another game. Oh, it's, it's game day's here. We gotta. We're gonna be on national TV and spotlight. Just go out and have fun, play the game, try to get a win. We we got talent. Yeah. Let's expose it. I think so. All right, guys. Last question. We appreciate it. Um, we got nothing else for tonight. That was fun. Uh, thanks, guys, for tuning in. Um, everyone that did, we had a good amount of questions today, so hopefully we got to everybody. Um, check us out again. We're out on Spotify. We're on iTunes. We're on Google Play. So if you didn't get a chance to watch the show, check, out, check us check, out on Check out uh, our videos with character. Um, Brandon, I mean, Brandon. we're out there. We're, we're going to keep exposing, um, talking about Husker football. That's what we'd love to do. So, uh, And check out Red Fan Nation if you want a shirt like this. Can you feel it? It's got the it. It's got Brandon Kenny's number on there. He's not a clown. He's actually a pretty cool dude. Um, so hopefully you guys enjoy the show today. And we'll catch you next you week. Next week. Go Big Red. I'm Matt. Jimmy. We're two average guys. Oh, man, cheers, bitch. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>